When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Men Anything. It's me, your host, Emma Willman. This is the show where we get into the male mind and look at masculinity through the individual lens. Today's episode, we are talking to Johnny Bananas. You might know him from the real world MTV's challenge and the new reality show House of Villains. He has won the challenge more than anybody else. I've actually never won anything in my entire life that was an official competition or non-official competition too. So this was very interesting to me to talk to someone who was literally a winner in that sense of the word. We get into it. We talk about his perception on the show and how vulnerability could be used against him and how that affected his personal life. We talked about how women and men are villains in different ways and who's who's got it tougher. We also talk about treating yourself and his best date, which was very interesting to hear. We do the apology surrogate. Let me know if you want us to keep this segment in. We've been getting some emails in of apologies that you want. We can't get the guy who, who did the thing to apologize. That'd be insane if we did, if we if we hunted him down and showed up at his house in rural Ohio, like, hey, it's Emma from the podcast. We, we need an apology. That'd actually be kind of awesome. But since we're not doing that, we're getting the guests to apologize for the wrongdoing of the person who wronged you. Now, every time the guest isn't you know, be able to apologize for whatever reason. I can always apologize, please. Happy to do it. But let us know if you want us to keep the segment in in case we don't actually get an apology from them. You always got me to apologize for you. But let us know if it's a segment that you feel strongly about, how you feel. I want to hear from you. This show is a work in progress and we're doing it together. Please write in at AMA at Betches.com. That's AMA at Betches.com. I'll be on tour October 27th and 28th in Austin, Texas. November 16th in Boston, November 17th and 18th in Beverly, Massachusetts, November 16th in Boston. My mom's going to be at that one. I'm very nervous because since I started going to therapy, I've been writing a lot more about my mom in a different way and she's going to be at the show and I don't know how it's going to go. So I'm very nervous. So please come to that. It's going to be a good time. Thank you as always. And here is our interview with Johnny Bananas. Before we get into our questions and segments, what is House of Villains about? Oh, man. What is House of Villains about? Uh, very ethereal question. Um, so House of Villains is basically 10 of the greatest reality television icons who also happen to be villains. Under mm. one roof, doors locked. They just throw <sighs> raw meat in the house. And we just, it's like the Hunger Games. We just have to kill each other until there's one person standing. 
Um, not in the literal sense, but more in the figurative sense. Right. Because the way I compared it is like it, it's like if you took 10 of the most volatile chemicals that should never be combined, put them in a beaker, shook it up, the outcome of what happens on House of Villains is even more volatile than that combustion. But um, we're competing through a series of uh, physical, fun, mental games. If you like the challenge, if you like Big Brother, if you like uh, any type of reality television competition show, and if you just like old school, messy reality television, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. Get your popcorn ready. All right, we're going to go into our questions now. We've got some questions about what it means to be a millennial man. So first, how have you seen the role of being a man change in your lifetime? Do you think what it means to be masculine has changed? I'd be really interested in that through the lens of reality TV, too. Like, have you seen the way guys are depicted on reality TV more? 100%. Yeah. Uh, and here's the other thing. Just So I actually looked into this. I'm at the tail end of millennial, so I'm what's called a geriatric millennial. Oh, my God. Is that an official term? So and here's why geriatric millennials are such a special generation is because... Is that a for real term? It really is for oh real my, term. Why do they do that? Why do I they, don't like, know. So here's the thing. I, to go back to your to your question, here's how it's changed for me personally. Please. Okay, and I think a lot of this has to do with, again, the, the, the world that I come from, the challenge world, where you are in a... You're swimming with in a tank of, of absolute sharks, right? So being vulnerable, being open, being able to, ex- like, again, like open up They'll to people against and be sensitive. They use it against you, right? Anytime, that's what you're constantly trying to do on, the, on this show is you're mm. trying to locate and exploit people's vulnerabilities. So I, it was almost like I was conditioned over the years to have this front that I put out when I went in the house that like my Johnny Bananas persona going in which is in your face sarcastic loud over the top I'm not going to show I'm not going to express any emotions that was like my coat of armor that I would wear because then in the house you can attack that and you're not going to affect me I'm a really listen I'm a cancer I'm a really sensitive dude on the inside however the thing about cancers is we're crabs right so we have this hard external show we have this soft inside the more times we're wounded the more times we're betrayed the more times we're we're the more crabby get the more crabby we get but the harder our shell gets Mm. so the more the the, so so the thicker our shell gets so the harder it is for people to actually get inside so it's kind of like a very bad combination for a just who i who i was born the way i was born like expressing my emotions and then being on a show where you have to hide them so that almost kind of translated into my outside life where I sure. felt like then it was very difficult for me to discern between the two. Like, so I felt like I always had to be this jokey over the top and, and I was almost afraid in a way to show my emotions because I'm like, people are going to be weirded out by this. Like if, if they see that, like, oh my God, this guy actually is vulnerable. He actually does have a heart the way my family, the way my friends see me. They're not going to know me, and I was afraid of how they were going to react. It wasn't. I get until, that totally. Yeah, it wasn't until I started hosting a travel show on NBC called First Look, and I remember the first few episodes I did, I was Johnny Bananas from the Challenge, right, with my guest, jokey. Everything was a punchline, tongue right. in cheek, not taking anything seriously. And I was doing some really serious interviews, like I was doing interviews that were supposed to be more heartfelt, and I was still cracking jokes about it. Mm. And my producer's like, "Listen, 
A little bit of humor every now and then makes the information go down better. Be vulnerable, be open. We know that the world you come from, you're used to people, you know, they're going to attack you. They're going to edit you a certain way. They're going to make you look a certain way. We're not going to do that. And it wasn't until I had that moment where then I actually started going on and I actually started being in these moments and being vulnerable where I was able right, to like, like, they're not trying to get me. They're not trying to get me. And the response that I got is what shocked me more than anything. Mm. Instead of people, instead of fans being like, who is this guy? That's right. weird. Why are you being Yay. so sensitive? Yeah, it was the opposite. People were like, oh my God, like this is a side we never knew existed. Please show more of this side. Please, like now we know that you actually aren't this, you know, one dimensional. Uh, yeah, I'm a, per you're a person too. Yeah. So it wasn't until then that I realized like, oh, damn, okay, you know. This is what people want to see, and this isn't going to freak people out or or make them think differently of me if it's like, God forbid, this guy actually has a heart and some emotions. And here's the other thing is I think as a society and as a culture, we've also evolved. Oh, my God, where yeah. Now, well, it is now. It's like we are more accepting of mental health, and we are more accepting of like, you know, you know, you being able to have emotions and feelings and not being like again with reality tv we were conditioned to be like you go through this pressure cooker mind-numbing 10 11 weeks and you're expected to just tap back into reality and have everything be normal when it's like nah dude i need some decompression time man and listen i'm 41 too i'm not i'm not a you know i'm not a a, a 22 23 24 year old um adolescent moron so that whole like, oh, I gotta be tough. I can't show like emotions. Like that's all gone too. Like and now it's almost like it's it's you know, it's almost like like you're almost received better at, or you know, it's it's normal for 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 someone to, you know, be able to show that. So when did you become aware of gender as a concept? I, I guess as early as 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 I can remember. I mean, I I've never I always thought that like gender roles mm. were kind of blurred only because I remember being little. I have two sisters and I remember growing up and having my older sister and her friends when they had slumber parties, like put makeup on me and dress me up. But I had a crush on all of them. So I'm like, dude, of you course, put, but yeah, yeah, all them out you guys put you know, right. whatever you want. Um, and but then I also I always wanted a brother growing up. So I'd always dress up my younger sister like a boy and pretend like she was my brother. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's just what it, you know, that's were just you aware of it when you went into the, when you started doing reality TV, you're like, okay, it'll be easier for me to forge alliances with guys. Or would you like use gender to try to like manipulate it for the challenges? So obviously we like, we call it Paula Dicking on the challenge. <laughs> so obviously you're going to use, uh, you know, your, and you know, females and males both do it. You're going to oh, yeah. use He's flirtation. You you're going to use, you know, your uh you know your what 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 god blessed you with as a way to further your place in the game i did this on house of villains everyone's like oh yeah this flirty relationship you had with uh corinne and fisa and bobby um and i'm like listen it's 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 this is a game and you got to use whatever tools you have at your disposal um so yeah i mean you know it's it's uh i feel like when it comes to the challenge when it comes to house of villains when it comes to competition reality shows it's kind of like a microcosm of like society and that's the mm. way it works in society you look at any corporate job you look at politics it's like how do you think some people make their way to the top dude it's like flirting and you know just again using their gender and and who they are and what they and what they've been blessed with as a way to uh to get ahead and i'll think of flirtation kind of like like just like a 
a bouncy back and forth. Like there's this guy at the bodega that I always go to and he always says, he always says little nice things. And I go, I like that shirt. We got a whole little mm-hmm. thing. And I go to that bodega because I like yes. that interaction with that guy. It takes such a small, I've noticed it too. It could be as, as minors, like you're in a house and like someone just like on the challenge, come by and just like squeezes your shoulder. Oh, like, physical the power of a squeeze. Just like it, just like a, a little bit of physical touch here and there. Like you said, complimenting your mm-hmm. shirt. You look nice today. It's what is it? Words of, I mean, words of affirmation. It's a free and love language. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's obviously, you know, when I were, I worked at Starbucks once upon a time, believe it or not, mm. one of my first jobs. And that's what they encouraged. They literally were like, we want your customers to want to come in and, and, and see you. So if you compliment them, <laughs> flirt with them, you know, pet whatever their it dog. takes to sell this coffee. Well, or not to sell the coffee, or just to get them on a, just to increase your rapport, right, with, with these people. And obviously, like you know, that's that that was a, a huge part of it. I'm busy on the go and don't always have time to go to the grocery store and pick out what I'm going to eat for the week. Thankfully, I found ButcherBox. They take the guesswork out of shopping and cooking with a great selection of fish, chicken, beef, and more. And their cuts of meat are always way better than anything I would find in the grocery store. I love their chicken thighs. Best chicken thighs I've ever had. I swear on my mom. With ButcherBox, you can easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. I can get 100% grass-fed, beef-free-range organic chicken and wild-caught seafood delivered straight to my doorstep. I don't even have to mess with going to the store. Plus, they have free shipping always. And because this is really important to me, with ButcherBox, all the meat is humanely raised. That means no antibiotics or added hormones. You can curate and customize what you want in each box. And if you're feeling uninspired in the kitchen, they have an entire catalog of delicious recipes to get you started. All I have to think about is what I'm going to binge watch on TV while I enjoyed ButcherBox's high quality cuts. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and use code AMA to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Now we have a, a listener email. Okay. This is our segment called Why to Men? Dear Emma and Man, and today's man is Johnny Bananas, who is on a show out right now, House of Villains. Check it out. Dear Emma and Man, I matched with a guy on Hinge recently whose profile said he was 6'1". Height isn't a huge deal breaker for me as long as they have confidence, but I'm a tall girl, 5'10", and not every man's ego can handle that. I went on a date with him, and lo and behold, he was exactly at eye level with me, and I was wearing flats. 
I made a joke about him being my height and he literally said, no, I'm six foot one. As if I wasn't standing there looking right at him. If he said he was 5'10 on the app, I still would have swiped right and would have liked him more for being honest about it. Instead, he instantly gave me the ick for being insecure enough to lie about it on his profile and to my face. Why do men lie about their height knowing full well that we're going to eventually find out for ourselves? First of all, going back to like the whole self-confidence thing, it takes a very self-confident man to be with a woman that he literally has to look up to. Right. Sure. And I think this is just, I think again, it's just part of like the way that, that like what society deems as normal. It's very, how it's very rare that you see a young man with a much older woman. You don't use the other, you always see older men with younger women. So it's the same. You always see really tall men with, with, with shorter women. So I think just based on way society sees it already, it's kind of like, whoa, this doesn't like, this isn't what I'm used to seeing. Do you think he thought that he could like convince her that he was the same height though? Because if they're in person and he's saying, no, I'm I six mean, foot one. That's wild because that height is one thing. Age you can lie about. Sure. All day. Age you can lie about. Okay. Unless you're 60 and you say you're 30. Right. But it's like, if you want to knock a few years off, it can, there are people who are younger than they actually are. There's people that are older than they look. Height. It's not something you can change. Even if you get like those nifty little elevator shoes that give you a couple inches, eventually you're both going to be barefoot. So I just think when it comes to that, it's very, it, I mean, that's height is something that you want to be honest with. Do you think he convinced himself right that he gate. was sick? No. He convinced, no, he was just like, if I just say it confidently enough, yes. she will yes. leave me. Uh, yeah. But it's so funny too, because like I see guys do that all the time where it's like they lie about their, 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 their height and their weight. Cause it's like they right. want to, they, they want to be bigger. And I'm like, buddy, there is absolutely no way you're six, one, 220 pounds. Like, it's like just, and it's okay. Yeah. What becomes more concerning is someone thinking that someone would be like, okay, I was wrong. I guess like you're trying to convince me I'm a psychopath that I can't yeah. tell how, what your, what your height is. Like that's, I didn't know that this was such a thing with women and shorter guys. I have a friend that I used to set up a lot and I set him up two times and I, then I started having to say what his height was because people were like, oh, you, you should have told me that he was short. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I didn't, hey, he's very, he was very good, is very good looking. And I also noticed women would get very handsy with him. He's a comedian. And after shows, they would really be like kind of grabbing him. And I was like, I think it's because he's shorter. So he's less quote unquote threatening. So they feel yeah. like, yeah. and he said a lot of women would be very quick to say, hey, I've got this intense sexual fantasy where you like really going into the choke and super quick. And I was like, I wonder if it's because you're shorter. And so they're yeah. more comfortable because they could actually maybe take you. I mean, so one of the guys from my show, Wes, and this is kind of similar but different. He's a redhead, okay? And he's always said that women find him as like, he's like, because there's no way that like some of the, the, the women that I've, that I've hooked up with in the past, because he's not a, an attractive guy. He's like, the reason that happened is because I'm looked at as like a fetish to them. Right. Like I'm like a redhead with freckles. Right. Um, so yeah. So I think, yeah, there's, th there might be part of that. Like, uh, like kind of like a, you know, a, a fetish situation going on. True. But at the same time, I think you're right. I think just based on, I mean, if, yeah, if you're, if you're dating a guy that you're, you know, four, three, four, five inches taller than you're just automatically going to assume that it's like, yo, if shit gets out of hand. I'm probably going to be pushing this guy aside and be like, babe, I got this. I let got me, this. Let, let, let me well, take you know care what? of this. Maybe he'll get scrappy. Like, cause if I had to be in a fight, you know, start poking someone in the eyes or get some weird little moves, like yeah. nibble their knees or whatever you got to do yeah. to be yeah. like, cause you know, you can make, you can, you can always say I'll make up for it somehow. Yeah. I mean, you can like, you, you know, can. there's, 
There's there there's a uh, there's procedures out there you can get. I hear like in other countries you can like stretch your shins out. So maybe maybe this guy should look into that. All right. I had a friend whose the cousin did stretching. that, and I think uh-huh. it fucked her up real bad. Yeah. Duh. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, at, at at some point you just gotta listen. At some point you just gotta work with what with what you were given okay but again i mean five ten and six one i mean that's if if the guy was five five i understand but it's like dude why are you lying about you know a few inches if i was gonna lie about three inches it was it, it would be somewhere else not not my height I'd be like no nah, i swear and that would be easier that would be easier to lie about because i feel like things would be moving a little bit quicker plus yeah. it's not like they would be standing eye level to you with it exact it's not like they would have their own penis necessarily to be like no well, if I they were standing, same- well if they were standing eye level with it then there yeah then there'd be then we're already then we're in a whole different height height disparity situation yeah. and i would think the smaller the penis if you're giving a blowjob it'd be better because then you could be like i'm a, like a deep throat it there you go there you go. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm speaking of uh, I'm just imagining if I were straight, I'd be like, oh, great, a little penis. Me too. Uh, I'd be envisioning the exact same thing. Do you, if you were a woman, would you be a straight woman or a gay woman? You think? If I was a woman, would I? I always s- think about that. I think if I was a guy, I think I'd be both. And you know mm. why? And this is mm. why I've always said it's like, yeah. Haven't you ever noticed? It's like if 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 you're a girl and it's like you you know have been with other girls, it's like oh no, it's cool. You just experimented. Right. Not the same with guys. You can't be like, oh, no, no, back in college, I, you know, it, it was just experimental. Um, People are so harsh to bisexual guys. Like, I have bisexual female friends that are harsh about bisexual guys. And I was like, it's not taking away the prowess of, because I think sometimes it's like these subconscious things. Like, oh, you think he's going to be less attractive to you or like, fuck you less hard or something. I was like, what if he's looking at it like to get totally graphic, like a hole's a hole. And he's like, I'm just taking everything to pound town. Yeah. And then that is the way. Like, no, that is the way that I actually know guys. And that's exactly the way that they that that, that they see it. And I mean, that's, you know, to each their own. More power but, to you. But like I said, I mean, with 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 women, it's like I understand. I mean, in my opinion, the women, a woman's body is the most beautiful thing on Earth. So it's like For I, sure. get, I look at a guy's body and I'm like, yuck. <laughs> that's why I'm not a dick pic guy. Right, I'm not someone's gonna send up like like dick pics. I'm just like, ugh, like why? That's just to me, it's just weird. Even if someone asks for it, no, man, no, you ain't getting that. No, no, Fair. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a dick picker. You're like this um, is not the challenge I am up for. No, it has to make you feel confident in sending it out there too. Yeah, that's I guess. huge. Yeah, yeah. I have a question about penises. Actually, how would because I think about like with sex, like stuff, like what do you do to like because I would imagine this is a little bit like a challenge, but like keeping your penis hard when you're like, oh God, I want to come, I want to come. Like, what do you think about to be like, I'm not going to come? Uh, see, that's, I think that's a maturation thing. Mm. It's also, it's also a, obviously if you don't have sex for like three months and you do, it's going to be a lot more difficult. It's like anything, you know, the more repetitive, it's like, it's like if you have, you know, your favorite food every single day, you don't necessarily crave right. it as much. Um, so Last I think that's longer. part of it. I think, I mean, repetition, obviously, if, if you haven't had sex in like three months, it's going to be a, a, a lot quicker. I bet but there's I also, someone listening to this like three months, like, oh my God. Three weeks, goals. whatever. Three days. I don't right. know. Right. Um, everyone's everyone's kind of different. But also I think it's, again, I think it's an age thing. Like when you're younger, um, especially for men, I think you just, I mean, you got so many hormones flowing you know, through your body. Hormones. Yeah, dude. You're you like to train them. You're like a jackrabbit. You're like, oh yeah, anything. It's like you fucking have sex with an electrical socket. Um, so yeah, but then as again, as you mature, you know, you're you're you know, the hormones start to slow down. Like it's just not. But well, I used to do math equations. I would literally. Ooh. I'm not even kidding. I would literally sit there and I would start doing like multiplication tables because you're just trying to get your mind focused on anywhere other than right. You know. 
I would have done the same thing too because I fucking hate math. So that would have really worked. I'm bad at it too. That's why I'm, I'm so like bad. sitting there being like nine times nine, <laughs> 47 <laughs> times You're two. Like, I came, but I feel fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time for our segment for Ask Johnny Anything. Have you always been fit? Um, yes. I mean, I've always had to be fit. I mean, right. I grew up playing sports, but then once I started doing the challenge, I mean, I, it, it's it, it was it's basically you got to kind of stay ready year round because it is a very very physically demanding, um, you know, competition show. Uh, and now I have to tr try twice as hard because I'm 41 and I'm competing against guys that are in their early 20s and Those are motherfuckers. like, I know the like, audacity, no matter, no matter how old I get, they stay the same age. Rude. rude. So rude. We so. don't appreciate it. The women ever see you on those shows and then they see that you can be cunning and are they like, I don't know, believe anything that you're saying. You, you've won the challenge so many times. Like, how yes. can I believe you? Yes. Deal with that all the time uh, on the show and off. Because right. a lot of times people think what they see. Here's what. Here's one of the big misconceptions about me. People think this the, the Johnny Bananas that they see on reality TV, the conniving, manipulative, pot stirring, um, <laughs> <laughs> heartless uh, person. It's like that's who I am in real life, and it's like that's just not the case. I mean, I've over the years have learned what it takes to be to make good TV. Okay, mm. and it ain't playing nice. And right. it ain't having a heart. Right. Um, again, I mean, it's like you, th there's two ways you go about it. And I've been on both sides. You could be the hero. You could be the villain. And um, there's just something about being the bad boy. And there's just something about the villain. And there's something about being the heel uh, that just speaks to my soul that I may or may not have uh, a lot it more than It takes a certain side. amount of confidence, too, to be like, I'm going to put myself out there as the bad guy. Yeah. Because... Then you're also doing a nod towards like, I'm comfortable enough with myself that if people don't like this, I know I'm still getting airtime or whatever it is, I'm yeah. going to win. I've, here's, here's the difference. This is the evolution. Here was my evolutionary process that I Please. went as a, a reality television personality. I went like, went through a phase in my reality television career where I was, I like to call it the dark days, my dark days of the challenge, um, where I really was hated. Okay, I really, mm. really was hated. I was other castmates, producers. You just fans, could feel it. Everyone, and in a weird way, though, I almost got some sort of like uh, satisfaction off being this like sure. absolute heel. But the problem was, there's a difference between being a villain that people 
hate and a villain that people love to hate. And that was the that was the transition I had to make. And that was the like that was what I had to to, to figure out was to be like, I want to obviously stay the villain, right? But I want to be the villain that people love to hate, right? The guy that they watch and they're like, God, I want to hate you, but I can't because you're just fucking great for TV. You know what I mean? So um, but but here's the thing: without villains, there are no heroes. And and I've noticed this, people will, people have a much, they're much more vested in watching a show for someone they're rooting against than rooting for. Like if in sports, for example, people will root so much harder against the team that they want to see lose than for a team they want to see win. That is so true. And I think about that with friendships. Like if you're like talking about someone, like a mutual dislike of someone else bonds you so quickly yes. to someone. Like if you're in an office and you see someone, maybe you guys don't hit it off, whatever. But then you see them like roll their eyes at someone. And you're like, oh, you don't like Dave either. And they're like, man, yeah. fuck that guy. And then the next yeah. thing you know, you're both like, ah, we hate Dave. Yeah. And then you got a friendship. Boom. Yeah. I got to tell you before we get it. I've never won anything in my freaking life. You I'm not it? even, no, not one thing. I played soccer and I'm dyslexic and I used to like run the wrong way in the field and then they were like, uh, and they just made me sit by the side. It was a mess. Wait, is it dyslexic? I thought dyslexic is you can't spell. I didn't realize that had something to do with running. So if I you're dyslexic, some unusual you can't, components. So, you, so you're saying that you were dis, so dyslexic that you couldn't even move the right direction. It would be like, I don't know if it was the stress and they would be like, all right, like, you know, I was doing defense and then I would see someone going one way and then I would start going the wrong way and then I'd be like, fuck. And then I would sort do it and they were just like, all right, Emma, like we can't. At least you didn't score on the wrong goal. That would have been really bad. Or did you? I didn't, but only because I couldn't get the ball. But. Okay. Well, hey. What's the pettiest thing you've ever done in a relationship? Oh, man. Um, hooked up with my ex's uh, friend out of spite. Have to was say. the ex's friend on the same page? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I knew she was because even when we were like, you know, still kind of together, like she, I, I knew that that was like, it was almost like an in case of glass, uh, in case of emergency break glass situation. Yep. And I always knew that she was kind of like a little bit, that she was not my ex. I, I always knew she was kind of a little bit like squirrely and there was, and then it came to find out. You get a vibe. She was unfaithful. So I was like, okay, well, too complete. The ex was unfaithful? Yes. Yeah. And you found that out after you had already been unfaithful? No, 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 oh. no, no. This was, this was my like retri retribution. I'm even, I'm a vindictive prick, man. What can I say? I mean, but I, but I guess that, that, that's like a cliche. That's kind of like a pretty standard, like cliche, uh, petty thing to do. I'm not a petty person. I'm not a petty person until somebody gives me a reason to be. Mm. Okay. I'm just not petty for no reason. That's how I am with manners. I'm really polite unless someone gives me a reason to not be polite and then yeah. I'm all bets are off and I'm like... Do unto others as you want to be done unto you. Totally. And then I get take it way farther than they ever even did in the first place. Yeah. Can you be platonic friends with a woman you find attractive? Yes. I actually have many attractive platonic female friends. For me, for me when it comes to, especially again, now that I'm older and <laughs> wiser and mature, for me it's like... like I can ha I can meet attractive girls, but if there's no connection there, like if I don't feel some sort of like, totally. we connect, we vibe. It's like there's there's no point in doing it because when 100%. I was younger, when I was younger, I didn't care. It's just like right. oh yeah, you're hot. It doesn't matter if we don't have a, a great conversation or we don't enjoy each other's company or you're you know boring or we don't connect. Isn't that like, wild to not, not care about talking to someone that you're yes. literally like with all the time. And then it took me like so later, like in the past couple years, I was like I really want to be able to like the person have a sense of humor like it's just occurring to me yes. in my 
mid thirties. Yeah, you just don't want. I'm just saying, like, I just don't. God, dude, like, I just again, like the 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 random one night, like, I just I'm just not into that, dude. Like, if I hang out with somebody, it's like I want it to be because because again, now I think again later on in life, it's like you desire more from relationships than just the very short intimate aspects of it because there's a For lot sure. more that happens after the intimacy that's like dude if we're gonna be hanging out like we can't just be sitting here in silence like i want to, totally. to be you know stimulated in other areas as well for sure like, who are you what's the best date you've been on so i'd have to say this was kind of like a i i don't know if it was if it wasn't like a one night date it was kind of like a date that lasted a few days um that's a good date yeah we I, when I was hosting my travel show, uh, we did a shoot in the south of France. Mm. Um, and we basically lived in this chateau nice. over looking over like looking over like the south south of France, like vineyards and countryside. Beautiful. You'd like wake up. We were like a third story, like this tower. You'd like open the window. It was like something out of like a movie. And this girl that I had started talking to, who actually was from the UK, um, I met you know, along my travels. I was like, oh yeah, why don't you come out? Stay for a few days. Like I'm out here shooting, it would be great. I'm looking at it like, oh, this is just going to be like a fun little, like, you know, spend some time, you come to the vineyard, whatever. Like, I'm just looking at it like I'm here for work. You come, you know, tag along. What I didn't realize is how I'm pretty sure that like this few days that she came down and spent going in the canal, the, the canal du Midi in the south mm. of France and watching Seal perform at, in this oh vineyard and living in this chateau with me for a few days. Right. I'm looking at it like we're just hanging out. For her, it's like, when are we getting married? Of course, because also imagine she doesn't, if she she might think that that's like your life. Yeah. Like, I oh, no, no, no. This is just a little, we're kind of, this isn't the real, this isn't how it always is. But I always think, I also think she thought it was like, oh, you're doing this because like, like, like I had set this up. Like I was doing this like wine right. and dine. Right. Like I right. scheduled, I'm like, no, this was set up for me. I just right. thought it might be fun for you to come and tag along. But it was like, yeah. So it was, it was, it was like in love after that. Like, of course. Yeah. Imagine that someone's like, and they think that you're doing all of that for yes. them. And then they're like, yeah. And then you're like, oh no, no. If we, if I just had happened to have been in New Jersey, you just would have been e eating at me at like a subway in New Jersey. This is just where the producers yeah, put we, us. we went out to Olive Garden or something. I mean, right, I just exactly. me all the time anyways. I cook at home. Like I'm, I'm a bachelor, right? So I make, I literally never eat out. I always, I cook all my own meals. I go grocery shopping. I, you know, and Good I make you. very elaborate, intricate meals, right? I love drinking wine. I love listening to music. I love being, you know, on my homebody. So this is what I do on a nightly basis though. When I'm by myself, I will drink wine, listen to music, make this elaborate meal for myself. I'll have girls over and again, they think that this is like, like oh this, my God. Elaborate. Cause they're like, oh my God, I've never had a guy cook for me before. Right. Like, what? I cook for myself. Like, how do I say this nicely? Yeah. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for us, but I'm, I'm saying that, what I'm saying is this this wasn't something that like I set up and like, you know, right. did specifically for this occasion. This is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for me, you know? That is that is good self-care. Yeah. The Are there clear differences between male and female villains? Uh yes, I I'd say there are. Um, I think that, and I've noticed this like in the challenge, especially like, mm. it seems like when it comes to the beef that guys have and the, I, I, I feel like 
girl villains are much more catty than than like the male villains are right and this is again this is what i've noticed just from being sure, sure. on tv where the guys it's like they'll like kind of stab them in the back or they'll kind of like take them out or they'll kind of like make a move the guys will do the backstab whereas girls will do it where but but like they could the guys can still like hang out like it's like mm. all right you know we're, we're our games might be contrary to each other we can still like kick it right like we get it's within the parameters of the game the girls it's like when they don't like each other or when they have like teamed up or like grouped up and they've like and they've decided who who the uh who the odd woman out is i mean they are mean they are Ruthless, mean dude meaner Ruth, that's i think that's what it is i think when especially when it comes to the villainy and the competition aspect of the show yeah i would say that they they're more ruthless in their villainy than than the guys can be and if they're doing it 24 7 because there's not like the boundary of like all right time out we're just yeah. doing this as a part of a work thing i mean mean girls that's where that i mean that's why that you know the the movie mean girls there's actually i mean i feel like that happens a lot of times on, on just you know challenge seasons where these the, the clicks form and it's like there's the mean girls click and if you ain't part of it man like you are you're you're you're, you're in a you're in a sad state of affairs Would you tell a friend if their breath smelled bad or they had something stuck in their teeth? Yes. Would you tell someone on a date? Not the breath. Okay, the breath thing. Breath is tough. I'd rather it's shoot tough myself. because sometimes people can't help it. I've always been of totally. the mindset like if somebody can change something about themselves, you tell them, right? Mm. If someone's got a big scar on their face, you're not like, hey, well, you got right. a scar on your face. It's like, yeah, right. okay, there's nothing I can do about it. Now, if you have a booger hanging out of your nose or... If you've got something stuck in your teeth or like, you know, you've got earwax or like dried eye boogers, it's like you tell right. the person because, you know, you your flies down. Like these are all things you could change. I've always been breath is, is a tricky thing. Now, sometimes they can because you'll see people that literally have like plaque in their teeth. And it's oh like, God, when's the last time you've used a dental floss or like a toothbrush? That is something you could definitely change. But then there's people who have like halitosis or whatever, where it's sure. like coming from their soul. Right. Um, <laughs> That's not some. That's not You're like okay. There's change. some karma going on with this bad breath. This However, is like a deep, demonic I, possession. And I will say this too: like people who generally have bad breath, have bad body odor, and just like emanate weird odors. Mm. A lot of times, that has to do with what they're putting inside their body. Right? It's a gut health issue. I've it's learned so much. Your gut health, dude, and it's like they probably eat a lot of processed fast foods. They probably smoke a lot. They probably do drugs. They, you know what I mean? Vape. Like it, it's all. Like the odors that come out of your body is your body like detoxifying itself. So it's like if you smell really bad, it's like you got a lot of bad shit inside of you. I don't know if this is normal, but I have one side that when I only get body odor on one side, like my <laughs> not so that's dyslexic. Left. That's the dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> my right, even my body is. I get, but I'll get my <laughs> under my right arm. I've been working out with a trainer a lot, and I'll notice uh -huh. only under my right arm do I smell. Really? And I got to go to the doctor about that. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But here's the thing, though. And it's not all, all the time. But but here's the, but you've got to realize, working out, if your arm, if you're going to sweat, you're going to have body odor from working out. That's different right. than if you're just like stinky all the time. Right. Like you roll out of bed. Let us pray. You roll out of bed. I mean, you're supposed to. Not stinky out of bed. And there's a difference. But here's the other thing. There's a difference between like body odor. That's like, oh, that's body odor. And like offensive body odor. For We're like, sure. What the fuck? Right. Crawled in your armpit and died 100 like percent. a lot different yeah. yeah you're like there's like a moral code that yeah that it is yeah. a lot different yeah. but that's nice that you would say something because i don't even think i would tell someone they had something stuck in their teeth or 
Definitely not the breath. I would rather just or when take girls it to the have grave. lipstick on their teeth. I always have to tell them that. I see. I don't think I would. I don't think mm. I would. I should. No, I should. To. You got I know. to. Yeah. Even if you don't know them that well. Yeah. It's just like yeah. I know something they get a little. Or no, they'll be like, no, I don't. It's like okay, you're. No, here's what they'll do. And this has happened a hundred times. You'll be talking to her. She has lipstick on her teeth. I'll be like, hey, you got lipstick on your teeth, and they'll go like this. No, I don't. And then it's gone. It's like okay, yeah, you're right. You right, don't now. You don't. You but you did two it. seconds ago before I told you, then before you licked it off, you you definitely had two. But you know, if it was on camera, I would. Off camera, no way. Wouldn't matter what the. It could be. They could be nothing. If there's no camera on, my I'll just thing take is, it through. I would just even if it's uncomfortable for a second, I would rather people tell me. You're right. You know, there's always even if it's friends of mine, like dude, you got a bat in the cave. I'm like, oh shit, and you feel weird for a second, but it's like, all right, thanks for telling me that because now I don't have a booger hanging out of my nose. You're 100 percent right. My therapist would totally agree with that. Yeah. Make it uncomfortable a second, and then mm. it's better long term. It's over. You respect them for it, you know. Respect them. Now we've got this segment called Apology Surrogate. We can't get the man who wronged you to say sorry, but we can get a man today, Johnny Bananas, to say sorry. Hi, Emma and man. This is what someone wrote in. My roommate brought a guy over for a one night stand, and in the middle of the night, he ate an entire one hundred and fifty dollar tin of caviar that I had in the fridge. We realized what happened the next <laughs> morning after he left. <laughs> And my roommate texted him to Venmo me for it. In response, he blocked her. Looks like my chances of being reimbursed are pretty much zero. I've gone through the denial, anger, bargaining, and depression stages of grief for my beautiful caviar, but I think I need an apology to get through to the acceptance stage. Can you guys help me out? 100%. Okay. I've got a lot of thoughts on this. First of all, who... If I woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm not a midnight snacker, but if I woke mm. up in the middle of the night, the last thing I'm eating is caviar. I'm yeah, not going to eat caviar. What have in the fridge? Exactly. And who's buying $150 caviar? Like, I, I, and, and again, I think it should be, I think what the roommate is more upset, and it should be more, she's she more upset about the principle of the caviar, because you're not buying $150 caviar if you don't have some some cash, right? Right. Also, did he, a bottle of wine, I could see because that's something you can like save for a special occasion. But $150 caviar, that goes bad. And so did you, he just eat it straight, straight up? Because if he did, he's a psycho and you need to stay away from him. If you just no crackers, no exactly. nothing, just so, handfuls of caviar, uh, you're lucky he blocked you. You don't want to interact with this guy. So but, first of all, the guy's a weirdo. I mean, the fact that, I mean, it, better that this guy blocked her because right. again, like this is probably a serial killer or something. Right. I don't know how you apologize for that unless there was absolutely nothing else in the refrigerator. If there was, if that's all there was, it would be like, listen, I was really hungry. There was nothing else, but it's like, dude, that's that. If, if, if you know, that's the last thing that I would go for. So I'm just saying as the guy, I don't know. I'm a fucking weirdo. And I, um, you know, have a, 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 a hankering for fish eggs in the middle of the night. And, um, I'm a serial killer, and that's what what I have to do. It's like, I guess it's like uh, like, like Dracula. He has to feed on you know human blood. This guy like has to eat fish eggs in the middle of the night. So um, I think that's a great apology. I'm a, I'm a serial killer, yeah. and I'm sorry, sorry I did what I had to do. It was either you At or the fish I, eggs. Exactly. It was either you or the fish eggs. So I figured you know the the, the caviar had to go. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the show, Johnny. We really appreciate yeah. it. And give us a plug for um, where people can find you online and for your new show. You got it. Uh, if you want to. Catch me on the rest of this season of the Challenge USA. It'll be airing Thursday nights at 10 on CBS. But what's going to be coming in hot and absolutely ferocious? House of Villains, Thursday nights on E. Uh, the only place to be if you want to catch up with me on the social meds. 
All right. Social media. Slide into my DMs. Johnny Bananas on all platforms. Your boy Bananas on Snapchat. Don't have a TikTok because I'm a geriatric millennial. Uh, yeah. Holla at your boy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for doing the show, Johnny. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Emma. It's been a blast. Ask Men Anything is produced by Sean Kilby and Rebecca Steinberg. Editing by Jazz Zapatos, Rebecca Steinberg, and Shannon Sasson. Guest booking by Anna Zagzag. Send your emails to ama at betches.com. Betches.